Welcome to Southwest Community Voices from the Shelburne County Community Health Board. Back as your host today, I'm Pam Bean, and as always, I'm joined by Elizabeth Bailey, coordinator of the Shelburne County Community Health Board and producer for this broadcast. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today? Hi, Pam. I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well, Elizabeth. Thank you. Before I introduce today's guest, this past year, our Community Health Board continued with our commitment to 211. I distribute 211 pamphlets, business cards, and posters throughout the Southwest region. I've met with wonderful folks from Woods Harbor to Lockport and have enjoyed spreading the word and the value of 211 throughout our coast. You know, though, Elizabeth, not all of our listeners know about 211 or the behind the scenes. Today, my guest is Jeff Fraser, Executive Director for 211. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Great, great. Jeff, there's so many questions about 211, and I'm certain that you have a lot to tell us. So let me start off by asking, what is 211? Great question, Pam. So 211 is one of the N11 numbers that exists within North America. And so, of course, there is a 211, which is what we're going to talk about today, 311, which is really for municipal services. And there is 411 for asking about uh, phone related information, 811 for telenurse, and of course, 911. So 211, we're in that, they're in that family. And what we do is we connect Nova Scotian to the programs and services they need to help improve their quality of life. So I'll give you some examples. If you find yourself in a spot and you are running out of food and don't have any ways and means to address that, you can call 211 and we'll help navigate you through those challenges and connect you with service providers. We can also help with transportation questions, mental health supports, basically anything that's not an emergency or things that we can direct you to. Who supports and pays for the service and is there a charge to access the services? Sure. So we're funded by the Nova Scotia government and the United Way. So essentially, the government of Nova Scotia pays 211 for information and referral. And we're also well supported by the United Way. The United Way makes up about 5% of our operating budget within the province. What's important to remember, Pam, is that the service is free to use for any of our residents. And who can use 211? And what different ways can people contact 211? 211 Nova Scotia serves all Nova Scotians. It's for everyone who needs it. It's for students, it's for seniors, service providers, educators, government, those with disabilities, newcomers, and more. You can contact us by dialing 211, but we also have other resources that are available. Our website is a fantastic resource, and it's linked to our database that our navigators use for information referrals that, that actually lives on our website. So you can navigate the programs and services you need on our site if you're comfortable doing so. Perfect. And Jeff, if I wanted to call 211, what are the hours of operation available for me to call? So we're available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We never close. And can someone whose first language is not English access 211? Absolutely. Similar to 811 and 911, we use a language line service. So when you call 211, you'll have an option to be served in the language that you're comfortable with. We have for translation in over 150 languages. 150 languages, that really opens up 211 to many that otherwise would not be able to access. Where does the 211 information come from that you provide? The information comes from our database. We have over 8,000 agencies and services in our database and thousands of programs. The database is run by our data team. And interesting, both of these folks have master in library sciences. 
So they sort through all the agencies and services by taxonomies and other categories to make it easy for our navigators to work through. Jeff, some of our listeners might be wondering, if they call 211 with a sensitive or private matter, would their call be kept confidential? Yes, absolutely. We pride ourselves on the fact that all of our calls are confidential. That leads me to another question. What data do you keep about the calls you receive? We house lots of data for our calls. At the end of each call, our community resource navigators fill out something like a check form that checks off topic of each call. So if the caller was looking for food, they will check off the food bank box as an example, and the referral was given to the caller. This helps us keep data on met and unmet needs within the province and each community. We also collect some information like the caller's age, postal code, for demographic data. That is another very good protocol to protect the privacy of your 211 callers. So basically, it's it's not really anything that they've called in about the private issue. It's just the basic data that's maintained. Correct. The most common question I receive when I'm discussing 211 with folks in the community is what types of connections, services, and information can a person access from 211? Well, basically, you name it, we have it in our database. We address senior needs, disability support, government service, transportation questions, food and food security, job skill connections are available. We are taking a pile of calls for COVID-related questions. Uh, So as, as updates are released, sometimes people will call and ask us just to help interpret those things. It helps to think of our service kind of like a gateway. We eliminate the extensive Google research and the hassle of trying to find the right program or service or even the right contact information for someone can help. We're able to provide callers in need with information referrals for government, non-for-profit, and community services and programs. If somebody is looking for information for a person to get in contact with in regards to an issue they're having, they can simply dial 211 and find out what help is available for their given situation or location. Our community resource navigators, which is what our call takers are called, will give them a variety of resources that can help them. Pam, we help students and youth get connected with financial aid for schooling. We're able to help parents secure food for the week for their families. We connect those who are struggling with their mental health with someone who can help. We help newcomers get language and employment training. We're able to get seniors transportation to medical appointments. The list goes on to things that we're able to help you with. Jeff, this is quite a comprehensive and valuable service for our province. You mentioned some services that can easily deem as sensitive. So again, the privacy and confidentiality that 211 offers can be so appreciated, allowing callers to feel comfortable calling 211. Jeff, with all the newcomers being welcomed to Nova Scotia recently, would you kindly circle back for our listeners to the newcomer services that 211 offers? And can you provide a few more details? Absolutely, Pam. We help newcomers with every need they may have upon coming into the province. If they need language or employment training, we have those resources in our database and we can refer them to the proper contact It can help. If they need help opening a bank account, we can refer them to the banks in their area. If they need help with housing or disability support or food access, we can help them with all those things over the course of one phone call. If they need anything emailed to them or sent by mail, our navigators can also do this. We want to make it as easy as possible for the caller on the other end. What do you do if you don't have a listing for the service a person is looking for? And that's a great question. So our call navigators will always go above and beyond to ensure the caller's needs are met. If there's not a listing for the service the person is looking for, a call navigator will seek out other options that can help. They take pride in trying to solve the issue for the people who make contact with our service. 
it's quite rare that something isn't available. And if it isn't, it could be because a program doesn't exist in a particular area or that the person isn't eligible, for example. What we do do is we keep all the data for the met and unmet needs so we can present them to leaders and decision makers in the province where we see gaps. And that's really important. That allows us to be able to close the loop. Well, what a wonderful service for our communities. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? Sure. If you're ever wondering about something, call 211. It's different than the 911. Things aren't necessarily time sensitive, and our navigators will help you work through the issue that you may have. There are some other things that we'd like to share. Maybe you could follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. These are great platforms as we're constantly providing updates on programs, services, and challenges that we're seeing uh, in service delivery. The more people who follow us and share our messages, the more reach we have with underserved communities and the people who may need us. I can't express uh, enough about how happy our navigators are to be able to solve people's issues. And so please, if there's something you're not sure of, give us a call and see what we can do. Jeff, today you've provided an inside look at 211, and you've highlighted to our listeners how easy it is to access 211 and what a beneficial single point of access service it really is. Thank you so kindly for joining us today. Thank you to Pam and Elizabeth uh, for having us on and uh, for the work that you're doing in your community. It's a great partnership we have. It sure is. Thank you so much, Jeff. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today on Southwest Community Voices. Until next time, I'm Pam Bean.